Hello, horror hounds. Welcome to another episode of Sheebie-Jeebies, the horror podcast by fans, for fans, and about fans. Proudly brought to you, or ashamedly brought to you, by Eternally Bored Productions. I am your host, Sam Carlson, and my producer, Jay, is hanging his head because I'm several beers in because it's St. Patrick's Day. And we're having some delicious Michelob Ultra Lime Cactus, which I, you know, I get it if you hate on Michelob Ultra because it's like kind of like watery. That's fine. These are actually very refreshing, better than Bud Light Lime, I would say. But I do have to ask my guest for his opinion on these. Totally, totally better than Bud Light Lime. I mean, if I have to go off of like alcohol content, Bud Light Lime's going to win. Sorry. But as far as taste goes, this is actually not bad at all. Guest, do you have a name? Mm. Yes, my name is Matt. Matt. Do you have a last name? Lawbach. Okay. Now, Matt uh, actually joined us on our very second episode for Saw way back in the day. It was almost a year ago. God, that was horrible. Dude, I listened to that episode the other day again. It was awesome. It was, it was awesome. A so f- it was such that, a fun the, one. It was just the, the, the terribleness of the movie. I don't know. I think Saw is still a good movie on its it own. Is. You know, it's... It's overplayed, though. It ah. really is. Like, they, they try to capitalize so much on it because it was such a success. Like, how can we make this even better and better and better and better? It was a real Sauterella story. Yeah. It's like Transformers. It's like freaking, what's that dude, Michael Bay? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to ruin Transformers forever because people keep buying into it. So I'm going to work on the sequel again. I stopped watching Transformers after they had those racist ice cream truck robots in the second one. I could not do it. Right. So today we're going to be talking about something seasonally appropriate for March as part of Mini Monster Madness. But since it's St. Patrick's Day, we're required by law to do a Leprechaun movie. Yay! And I chose Leprechaun 4 in space because all I knew was that the Leprechaun's in space and that sounds dumb as hell. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically. And let me see. I think that I was like, hey, do you, hey, Matt, do you want to do a podcast with me? And you were like, sure. And so I, you know, was telling you the theme. And I was saying, I still want to see how dumb Leprechaun in Space is. And you said, I'll watch that one then. And that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, though, it actually was not a bad movie. If you can get past the beginning and get towards the middle of it, it's actually a really good movie. The ending was kind of predictable and stole a lot of themes, but otherwise than that, it was really good. There's just a lot of stupid stuff in there that I will point out about this movie. Like, for one, honestly, if you even look at the very beginning of this movie, the whole Marine Corps thing they have going on, all of them look like they just came from Starship Troopers or were rejects from Star Trek tro- uh, Starship Troopers. Star- Did you say Star Trek Troopers? Yeah, Star Trek Troopers. I'm kind of buzzed. You think? Actually, I was thinking, well, it's an Aliens ripoff. You know, Space Marines. Yeah. Pretty much. And I also remember, I also remember seeing Kano in the movie. Kano? Yeah, Mortal Kombat's Kano. Who? He is in that movie because... As who? Who is it? It's the Marine guy. He has a big metal plate on his head. Oh, everything. okay. I thought you meant the actual no, actor. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, this is like Kano before he hit Mortal Kombat. I swear to God, this is like what he did before he like went into Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's funny because Sarge, who is this guy who has like half of a clear translucent brain, which I hate to say it 
for 96, even still, that was kind of a good effect. And it this was. movie probably had no budget. Yeah. Uh, but uh, later on, it's revealed that Sarge, who's the leader of the Space Marines, is a cyborg. And I'm like, well, no shit. Obviously, he's a cyborg because you can see half of his yeah, half robot. His- oh. Why do you why are you guys surprised by this? Yeah. But uh, what you were saying about Kano is like I was I was shocked for a second. I thought you meant the actor who played Kano was in this movie because you know uh, who uh, plays Sticks? Uh, Miguel Nunez Jr. Yeah, you know who uh, that is? Oh God, I can't remember. It's fucking DJ from the Street Fighter movie. Yeah, Maximum. There you go. Maximum. Yeah. So that was crazy. And uh, this movie was directed also by the guy who did Leprechaun Three, Brian Trenchard Smith. And, you know, I guess those are his really only claims to fame. Right. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, you told me this was on Movie Box, right? Actually, I found it off of, because I forgot Movie Box is completely dead now because uh, oh, okay. the community just died. So I found it on Popcorn Time. Oh, very nice. Okay. So if anybody wants to watch this movie for free, there you can go. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, I ended up watching this from Amazon Prime since Tall Chris has an account, and I said I'd give him five dollars because it was either you had a choice of either three ninety nine to rent this or three ninety nine to own this movie. So I was just like, I guess own this movie. And now I'm embarrassed to say that we own Leprechaun Four in space. But, but is it the SD version or the HD? It's version? the SD version. Exactly. See, popcorn time. I got it for free HD 1080p. Did that really make the movie better, though? Because you saw those gra- those computer graphics of the ships in space. Yes. And it, it, it made it look so toyish. It's like... The N64 could produce better graphics. Yeah. I mean, the ships in itself look like something from Star Wars, like the original. I've like, seen better Star graphics Wars. on a Game Gear. I just seen like I'm just like waiting for like little strings to just like, you know, float by with the ship. That's basically what it looked like. Yeah, actually, that would have been more interesting. <clears throat> So, also, as far as the cast goes, we've got Warwick Davis, who's back playing the Leprechaun, because yes. that he's pretty much portrayed the Leprechaun for all of the movies, except for the one where Hornswoggle was Leprechaun from WWE. <laughs> yeah, and then last year's uh, Leprechaun, uh, which retconned the entire series, like, it's trying to pull a Halloween 2018 which I still maintain you're not allowed to do. You can't just erase all of the shitty movies you made and then make a sequel and be like, it's fine. You can get away with that with Halloween. You can't do that with Leprechaun. You have to take responsibility for your actions, and Leprechaun in Space is one of those actions. Right. So back to the movie. Um, I found a lot of things on here that just did not make any freaking sense to me. Okay, for one, this Leprechaun has magical powers. He can turn food into gold, which he does at one point to try to get the princess of some, I think it was a Davilia? Dominia. Dominia. Princess Zarina. Basically because he wants to marry her and become a king. That's his whole goal is to become a king so he can be respected. I'm like, dude, you have magical powers to turn food into gold. You can throw fireballs at people. You can do all these things. And yet you have to go through this crazed out movie of weirdness just to freaking you know, to become a king ultimately in the end and not even even attempt to even get that. But I think it's Napoleon syndrome, you know? Right. That's what I'm thinking too. I mean, yeah, he's short and that's a whole short thing, but 
like they said it in the movie, like Doctor Evil. Who I like to call him Doctor Evil anyway. Who, Dude, it was very much Doctor Evil. Doctor yeah. Mittenhands, who Mitten looked like he looked like a rejected MST3K villain. You know who he reminds me of with his voice and everything, and I would not be surprised if it is the same person. Remember those Volkswagen GTI commercials with the scientists that always talk about the, the different hatchbacks and stuff. To be fair, a bad German accent isn't that difficult to reproduce. True, but it looks just like him almost. It's just like sitting there. I'm just waiting for him to be like, what is this? It sucks in air. It's definitely sucking. <laughs> well, actually, you know, it reminded me of a cross between Dr. Evil, but he had the voice of Goldmember. But then he also looked like he got his dick stuck in a Dalek from Doctor Who. Yes, that is very true. Yeah, at least when you see Dr. Mittenhands in his all of his glory, which is just kind of like his head and his shoulder and like part of his chest, and it's basically attached to a machine, looks like a Dalek, kind of. Because it like wanders around like one. Exactly. So to get to the story of this movie, I honestly haven't seen the third one. Um, it's so not, not even sure. connected. That's when he went to Las Vegas. Okay. I, I saw that that's, one. That's what I thought. Okay, so I mean, honestly, I don't know how this dude even popped up in space, but apparently the story is about him, a leprechaun, trying to find the princess of Dominia, so... He can basically kill off the king, marry the princess, and become a king himself and, you know, gain respect and everything. He suckers her into basically, you know, being his husband, his wife by literally charming her with, like, gold and stuff like that that he can basically do with his magical powers. Well, he has a planet made of gold for some reason. Yeah, that too. His whole planet, which reminds He's me... A, he owns a planet, and he still wants to be a king. I'm like, that is Napoleon Syndrome. Like, the graphics... Or complex, came, sorry. Though, ...look like either aluminum foil or someone had melted chocolate and then just froze it real quick. It just looked that bad as far as, like, the cave backgrounds go. The cave looked terrible. The cave looked like a like just like the wrinkliest old labia I've yeah. like just just a a cave of labia, like a cave of beef curtains. <laughs> no one was thinking Arby's. No, nope. but it looked it was like there there's nothing pointy in this cave. It's just all smooth surfaces. It looked really weird. Right. It looked like paper mache. Exactly. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, that, if it's paper mache. It probably mache. was, yeah. Like I said, it looked like melted chocolate. Like, someone just melted really quick and then froze, and it has a little <laughs> look to it. So, going on with the story, they have, of course, Dr. Evil guy decides to contract Marines to go to the planet to actually fetch this princess for a secret scheme that he's basically planning and using for the princess, who, spoiler alert, has regenerative powers, which he uses to basically, or wants to use to make his body back to normal. And Yeah, and speaking of which, because initially they were operating, the Marine, the Space Marines were operating under the guise of they had to go kill the Leprechaun because he was fucking up mining operations, which would make sense because mm -hmm. probably the Leprechaun thinks that any gold, regardless of what planet is on, it's on, is his gold. So, sure, I get it. But the thing about Princess Zarina having regenerative properties, you know... I feel like her and the Leprechaun are a match made in heaven then because mm -hmm. Leprechaun can basically come back whenever, I guess. Like there's not a real cap on what he can do because obviously in this movie we start off and he's just living in space like he like it's a like it's a normal thing for him. Yeah, pretty much. I, you know, I mean, I guess I'm expecting too much too much with uh, science to be involved in this movie. Right. And of course, so after having this whole Marine Corps, 
They have one female scientist who's supposed to be joining who's a biologist and is there to basically study, you know, of course, the um, princess as well as the supposed monster, which is the leprechaun. Now, in this movie, of course, you have your little love scene where, you know, one of the Marines is like totally like, oh, my God, I've fallen for this lady, blah, blah, blah. And she, you know, totally rejects on him. Or plays it hard to get anyway. There's one scene that bothered me so much, it drove me insane. It was when they were putting body armor on her. And, like, it looked like she was, like, just being fondled, you know? Like, he was just, like, shoving this armor on her and, like, tucking it in. Like, almost, like, groping her in a way. And she's like, stop it, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, the ship, like, gets, like, turbulence. They both fall on top of each other. And the girl's all swooning, like, oh... Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm like, really? You were just bitching at him about groping you, and then all of a sudden he falls on you, and then you're all lovey-dovey now? No. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's like, you know, like, look, you know, you can't really expect a lot from, say, the acting in, in, a, in a Leprechaun movie, but I, I will give it to uh, the leads who, uh, the doctor that you're talking about, Tina, Dr. Reeves, you know, she was our, our lovely blonde medic. Uh, you know, played by Jessica Collins, and then Books, who is the love interest for her, who is the other space marine, uh, played by Brent Jasmer. I thought they did a good enough job given the material that they had. You know? I mean, it's like, you yeah. know, you make the best of a bad situation. Actually, uh, Jessica Collins went on to win an Emmy for something. I don't remember what it was, but I saw that pop up in her IMDb, and I was like, huh, well, good on you. Exactly. And then, of course, I love the Detroit joke. That was just dumb but funny in a way. There's little puns here and there in the movie. Like, of course, you get a scene of the planet. There's, like, lightning in the background. And it starts, like, you can just see, like, the camera just panning over, which looks horribly CG'd and horribly bad, by the way. And the guy's just like, oh, my God, this place is so bad. He's like, eh, it's not as bad as Detroit. And I'm just <laughs> like, really? Really now? Damn. Yeah. So, basically... The Space Marines go and they find Leprechaun on his little planet where he's captured Princess Serena and a grenade blows up the Leprechaun at some point. And then the blast actually knocks Princess Serena unconscious and takes out her hand. And then later on, they'll find out that she can regenerate, uh, can regenerate things once they get her on board of their spaceship. So, but, uh, you know, after they blow up the... Uh, Oh, I need to backtrack a little bit. I forgot something that was vitally important to this is uh, one of the Marines, Lucky, yeah. who first to die, not so lucky, he actually gets taken out with a lightsaber, which yeah. Warwick Davis has been in so many fucking Star Wars movies, dude. I was just going to bring that up. I mean, because Leprechaun has a light shillelagh. Yeah, he has a little shillelagh cane. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay. All I see is him in the back, you know, behind Lucky, and then this little... I was like, fucking was hell. Like, really? Really? Yeah, really? Really. So he slices him, of course, into three with his little lightsaber. And I'm just thinking to myself this whole entire time, with the food turning into gold, with the lightsaber he has, with the magical powers he has... Why on earth does he want to be a king? That makes no sense to me. That Napoleon is the one complex, thing that's man. bothered me about this movie. Short guys just have like an inferior, like have, feel inferior for some reason. Right. Whatever. So of course, one of the um, 
Oh my god, what's his name? What's the one who pees on him? I forgot his name. That would be Kowalski, and Kowalski I was actually that was the I want that was the point I was getting to. So he pisses on the remains of the leprechaun after they blow him up on his little gold planet. And for some reason, all of a sudden his dick starts stinging. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like part of the leprechaun's body just like gets absorbed into his like dick and I'm just like Like hello, I live uh, in your balls now. Right. Dude. Yeah, and <laughs> I was like, okay, that's dumb. But I'm like, let's see where this goes. So I started watching this last night after I got home from a, a party. And I'd had a few beers at the party. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and get ahead of things because it's still fairly early. Let me start watching this. I got to the point where everybody, all the Space Marines are back on board after this mission. And they're all relaxing in that weird lounge, which it's like, Whatever this ship is, they're, like, the only people on board. Yeah. I guess it's just, like, a cargo freighter. Yeah. So, they're all chilling, and then Kowalski, and then Dolores, who... Did you know who Dolores... Who the actress for Dolores is? I do not know. She looks familiar, though, but, um... Did you ever watch Home Improvement? Are you serious? Is it, is it the, uh, the daughter or whatever? No. No? It's... It's Heidi from Tool Time, guys. Oh, that's dude. Oh I was god. like, what? Oh my god. I was like, no, my childhood. Oh. So they start dancing like all hot and heavy she did and really grinding. Good in the movie though for actors. I mean, that was really good. Hey, I'm not gonna say play. shit. Like Debbie Dunning is fine with me. So they start grinding and then they go off to you know go go get their get their groove on, and you know. Kowalski's got a boner, obviously. And as a quote-unquote homage to aliens, this boner just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it's 22 minutes in before I pieced out on this movie for the night because the leprechaun bursts out of his fucking dick. I was like, nope, fuck this movie. Yep, leprechauns apparently are birthed through penises. I guess. You know, and all I'm thinking is, does it look like, you know, you know, in the cartoons, you know, in the old cartoons where somebody would have like a firecracker in their mouth and then it would just like explode. Does that, is that what his dick looks like? I don't know. It never shows it or anything. I just love like Heidi though going over there like, what did I do? What did I do? Like, (laughs) you gave him a boner. That's about all he can do. Yeah. A boner, like boner of death, man. Jesus Christ. Right. Which I'm like, again, why can you be... How can Why are you rebirthed through a dick? There are a lot of dick jokes in this movie. There are. Of course, at some point, you know, the leprechaun chases after, you know, Heidi. I'm going to call her Heidi from now on because now you've ruined my childhood with home improvement. Mm -hmm. And ends up, you know, pinning her down. And, of course, the one ball gag they had to do was hitting him in the nuts, which made a metal clinking noise. I heard that, too. Ding! And I was like, what in the hell? Like, what? And then, of course, you know, punches hit, you know, like, just whoosh, off, right off of him. Yeah. And I'm just like, so y'all really had to do a metal clang sound with his balls? What the hell are they made of? Gold? They might be. They might be, actually. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why he wants to make sure nobody takes his gold because he's like, I hope I don't, you know, he doesn't want anybody to take his balls. Right. So, also, like, if that's the case, why does he want to get married? Exactly. (laughs) Brumch. He has to take a gold. (laughs) (laughs) And Shillelagh made a gold. Right. Shillelagh. 
So actually, um, as far as like him and Princess Serena go, because apparently, you know, since the leprechaun can do whatever he wants, like a fucking Marty Stew, you know, he's got whatever kind of powers he has. He can still be killed, but then he can also just come back. Yeah, regenerate. Yeah. And she can just regenerate. It's kind of like, I don't know, for some reason, the chemistry between them kind of reminded me of like Bride of Chucky with like Chucky and Tiffany, where it's like they actually both want to kill each other because the leprechaun doesn't want to share his gold with her. Doesn't want to have to like pay for her feminine things, but he still wants to be a king and she just wants his gold, you know? And I don't know what kind of planet Dominia is, but yeah, they seem pretty, you know, they seem pretty materialistic. Right. But it's like they're like a match made in heaven. They're both greedy. They're both fucking homicidal. They're both like they both have regenerative regenerative capabilities. Right. Figure it out, guys. So at this point in the movie, um, after the leprechaun got blown up, we'll kind of go back here a little bit. They end up capturing the princess of Dominia and holding her in a lab area where she's basically just unconscious and one of the scientists who works for Dr. Evil basically is drawing blood and, you know, just doing lab tests and stuff on her. And of course at this point, you know, they realize, hey, there's a monster on the freaking ship, which is a leprechaun. So they're like, all right, I'm going to hire you Marines to go and get him. He's like, well, our contract is going to end soon and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. We don't have to do this. He's like, I'll pay you more. And, of course, like any greed logic, okay, sure, we'll do that. Yeah, I mean. So they end up going into the engine bay room, and I guess it's the engine bay room, but there's, like, a waste, like, biohazard room. And, of course, they send two little Marines in there with biohazard suits. The funniest thing I had to laugh at is the leprechaun is obviously in there, and they have a suit that fits him. Okay. Okay, (laughs) yes, I was also like, why? But then I remembered, well, technically you can still do damage to him. You know, you can still kill him. So he's just kind of trying to, like, not be killed because then it would take longer for him to probably regenerate or at least come back in some form. So I get it. That make you know, it makes sense in a weird way. And then he ends up uh, using his little shillelagh. All of a sudden, it pops out a oh, little, a little. Bo- I was like a box cutter. Yeah. <laughs> and he slices the suit of uh, the space marine Mooch, who he gets uh, all this nasty shit that turns him into a skeleton, yeah, like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Bacteria, flesh eating bacteria. Yeah, and dude, I'm just thinking like. Is this? Is he like the penguin with the shillelagh? Like, remember? I know. know, Can it hypnotize people too? (laughs) I know. I would love to see that. It'd be funny. And then, of course, uh, after they end up getting him out, I mean, the movie kind of goes through serious tones and then goes to kind of comedic tones. It's the transitions are kind of bad in a weird, stupid way. So after they try to go out, you know, and. find the sucker they're even more pissed off at this point because they're just like all right our guys are dying we want revenge blah 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 blah. Heidi was just like talking to the captain marine captain and asked him was like well you know is it my fault that he died that Kowalski died and he's like and then just the response he gave he was like he died as a marine he's like you know I was like and he died with a boner. I would want to die with a boner someday. 
Guy standing tall, yeah. yeah. Yeah, guy standing tall. And then the freaking, like, Heidi just looks over there and smiles at him and smirks like she's going to fuck him apparently later on. And I'm like, what the hell, lady? This dude just died. He makes a comment about being standing tall, and you're all smiling and smirking about like, well, I can help with that. Alternate titles for this movie, Dick Jokes in Space. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, there is a part in the lab where Dr. Evil, Dr. Mittenhands, and his assistant Harold, who is like, just, he's disgusting. He's just a giant pervert. But... I can't tell if he's bi, gay, or what. Uh, but I think, I think he swings any way he can get it, honestly. Probably. So, hey, you do you. I'm not going to kink shame on the podcast here. So, they're working on, uh, they've extracted some of Princess Serena's de- uh, blood, and they're, you know, experimenting with it, and a couple of drops fall on, I guess, some random shavings from Dr. Mittenhands, and yeah, then it starts to reconstruct something, yeah. And I was like, is that a, it looked like a, it looked, dude, that looked like they reconstructed his dick. <laughs> it was like a little micro penis. I'm no, like, why no. couldn't you reconstruct it, it to was, make it bigger? It was actually, so what happened was, is the Harold was scraping off skin uh, flakes off of his finger and it actually mutated and created a finger. That's what you're seeing. That did not penis. look like a finger. That I looked know. like a micro it looked, penis. It looked like a micro penis, yes, but if you look at it, kind of the, I thought the same And thing I know what a micro like, penis uh, looks like. Ouch. That poor sucker. Suckers. <laughs> Don't feel bad for them. Feel bad for me. Yeah, true. True. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you were saying. So, at this point in the movie, this is where it actually starts getting good. You know, the Marines come back in. They're just like, totally at this point, like, screw this. We're out. Our contract is up. Blah, blah, blah. The doctor finally reveals himself to be this, hum- you know, half-human half cyborg just attached to like a freaking it was like craig i guess in a way say um, craig or crane 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 yeah you know from, oh, from ninja, ninja turtles, turtles yeah. okay something kind of, of that nature in a way i mean he has a head he has an arm that's about it everything Shredder! <laughs> that's about all he has on him and of course he's in this little remote moving chair and everything and he's just everything else is robotic his organs are basically being powered by you know computerized stuff and he's just like reveals right there he's like all right here's the deal i will pay you a hundred times what your contracted rate is if you stay and kill a sucker while i get you know the dna to reconstruct my body and of course marine logic let's do it so most of them just want to really do it just because they want the money. Heidi wants to do it because she wants revenge on, you know, killing just about all of her friends. So, of course, they go in and try to find the sucker. And at one point, Heidi ends up meeting him on a bridge and shoots, like, I think three shots from a rifle. Oh, yeah, and blows and, his ass yeah, up. And just, it's like, oh, they're exploding rounds or something. He just... <laughs> explodes yeah in a bitty pieces she's all happy goes up to him and then like looks at his shoe I guess that's left there and he ends up materializing back into you know leprechaun mode again and knocks off Heidi off of the bridge and kills her the rest of the team finally catch up they go after him so on and so forth at this point in the movie, like I said, it gets really actiony, and there's really not much I can say about the movie being bad. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of 
um, you know, little puns here and there, but it actually gets good. And then after some point, you know, um, the leprechaun ends up finding the lab. And this is where, again, this mind boggles me to the death of why this guy can't use these powers in this way. He rings a little doorbell. Harold goes to look at the little window. Also, bed. I have to interrupt you. Why does it actually sound like a, a doorbell? doorbell? Yeah, that too. So he goes to the little TV screen to see something on the other side, and it's Dr. Reeves, um, basically completely naked. And he's just like, let me in here, let me in. They stole my clothes, blah, 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 just let me in. So, of course, you know, this pervert's like, oh, hells yeah. Pushes a button and opens the door, and then it pans over to Dr. Reeves, who is actually leprechaun, shape-shifting as this bitch. And I'm like, you could shape-shift into people, too? Why can't you just shape-shift into the other Marine guys, betray them, shoot them all, kill them all off? Why are you doing this? Because plot contrivance. Also, we have time to fill in this movie. That's why. That is, like, literally what this movie is. is it's a big, big time of waste of, like filler i'm like why if you can do this yes but it's amusing and i hate myself for enjoying this it's it's one of those movies that it's a bad movie and it knows it and it's gonna have fun and play around with it which i do like it's just it's a cult following (sighs) i understand it it's one of those b-rated horror movies where you know like um oh my god hellraiser in a way is kind of like one of those cult classic you know b-rated films wasn't taken too seriously and you know it has a following so i can see where it goes from there hellraiser started off way stronger than leprechaun did even in leprechaun's first iteration though i mean leprechaun's still like bottom of the pile here you know like hellraiser's quite a few tiers up but then i think it's like hellraiser and then hellraiser 2 hellbound solid movies and then I think once we got to three it started kind of like we were going downhill and I believe they went to space in bloodline which may be part four as well and we've had a lot of which it's weird we've had quite a few horror franchises that do end up going to space um Dracula 3000 was in space but I did not see that but you know I still maintain the strongest horror franchise in space is going to be Jason X that movie is still fun as hell it's a bad movie, very much like this, but the production value is better, and it got released in the theater. Right. So, of course, and I have to bring this up. Um, have you ever seen Ernest, like any of the Ernest movies? Ernest Goes yeah, to I camp? saw Ernest Scared Stupid. Have you seen Ernest Goes to Camp? Uh, I may have, but I have blocked it from my memory. Do you remember the fat guy who does a little eye thing? Weighs like his eyes. I just have to pay homage to this because in Leprechaun 1, he's in that movie and he's the one who gets like shanked, you know, because he took a gold coin. <laughs> nice. I was just like, no, like you killed the Ernest Fat Cook guy. Oh my no. God. Oh no, what a shame. We've lost him forever. He'll yeah, never come back in a horror movie. Right. Um, so continuing on, you know, Leprechaun's in the lab at this point. He's face to face with Dr. Evil and they kind of just like rag on each other. He's like, Dr. Evil's like, he heard the monster? You do a tiny little thing? And, you know, of course, Leprechaun just strikes back. He's like, well, what the hell are you? Like half human, half robot? Or like, I mean, what are you? So they're just digging on each other. And that's so point, rude of Leprechaun to assume his gender. Yeah, I know, right? So at this point, Harold's, you know, he's been stabbed, but he's he has a shillelagh, which, of course, he pulls out and whips out the freaking um, box cutter end of it. 
So Dr. Evil at this point is just, you know, buying time, you know, talking about the leprechaun and how they have so, you know, how they're both greedy, how they're both similar in a way that they both want power and blah, blah, blah. And Leprechaun goes on to say that he wants to be king because he wants to be respected and blah, blah, blah. And at this point, it's like he was saying, no, if you want people to respect you, you have to instill fear in them. It's fear and power. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Dr. Menhans is definitely on point. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. I could be a king and you're not going to respect me. But if I instill power and fear inside of you, oh, God, you will respect me. Mm -hmm. My phone is ringing. Ignore it. You're recording right I now. I know. I am ignoring it. <laughs> Good God. No interruptions. <laughs> so, of course, Harold finally gets over there, stabs, you know, the little shillelagh through Leprechaun, who, of course, just sits there, kind of laughs, pulls it out, and slams Harold up against a wall. Now, at this point, Leprechaun uses his telepathic powers now that he has to basically start lifting things up and throwing them. One of them being a freaking giant, look like pizza pan kind of thing, and flings it over at Harold's face, which, comedically enough, smashes it into a flat-headed Harold. Like, it's he's still alive at this point. You just see this pizza-face-looking Harold, and I was just like, why? Well, I mean, it did crush his skull because it did flatten him out, so right. that does kill him. So he's killed by this pizza pan. And then the, uh, Leprechaun goes on to kind of uh, inject Dr. Mittenhands with a combination with this magical potion DNA uh, that he they've extracted from Princess Serena. So it's a mixture of that, but then it's also he throws a tarantula and a scorpion into this blender, mm-hmm. mixes it all together like a smoothie, and injects it into fucking Dr. Mittenhands' head. And it takes a while for Dr. Mittenhands to transform, but when he finally does, he ends up becoming, like, this weird scorpion spider thing, and it literally looks like something I shit out this morning. Because, <laughs> like I said, I was drinking last night. So. All right. So going back, finally the crew gets back to the actual lab where they find them and end up going into, like, another cargo bay kind of area where the princess reveals, I kid you not, her tits. She just takes off her bra, shows her tits, and apparently in... They're not bad. They're natural. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're natural tits. I'm like, hey, I cannot complain. I got tits. I got TNA. I'm, I'm a good guy right now. But the whole premise of it is... Dr. Reese explains that in Dominia, showing off your tits is a death sentence. I wish that applied here, man. <laughs> I'm just like, really? That's a death sentence? I'm like, what are you going to kill me with? And which one of the Marines actually does say that? It's like, no, well, that was uh, that was uh, that was DJ. He was like, what? Yeah, how's she going to? What, what part is she going to kill me with, with? If that's yeah. the death sentence? <laughs> I'm like, oh, DJ, he's got a good point though. Right. Yeah, so from there, it's sort of like one of these things where, like, Princess Serena is awake and, like, off with the leprechaun because she still wants his gold and he still wants to be a king, but eventually kill her anyway. Mm-hmm. And they're still running from the space marines. Yeah. So it's kind of like a lot of this back and forth. And I'm not, like, you don't really need to pay a lot of attention to this per se because it's a lot of, like, running through spaceships and doing whatever it is and trying to self-destruct this one part of the spaceship and escape in the escape pods like, you know, like you usually do in a space movie. Exactly. And this is where the movie kind of just, like, transitioned again. Like I said, this movie had a really 
goofy, stupid kind of beginning. The middle and the movie, the middle of the movie was actually really good. It was taken serious, had some serious tones, had a few little puns in there that were funny, and it just got really good. Up until, you know, where they actually get to this point where I was bringing up the whole, you know, tits thing. I'm like, what? What, what just derailed here? So Leprechaun ends up taking over the captain of the Marines and brings them over to the lounge. Now, apparently, they, he decides to screw with this guy and put him in a dress, and he is now a drag queen. Well, hey, out, it was dancing. the 90s. We could, you know, gay right. jokes and trans jokes and drag queen jokes. Those were hilarious. Mm. We love that shit. Oh, my God. So they end up fighting him in, like, drag queen form, and it's just freaking hilarious, of course. But none of the members can really actually kill him because, they, you know, it's, it's their captain. They think that, you know, he's just being mind-controlled and they can save him. So finally at this point, Dr. Rees realizes there's an electric socket, you know, behind her and courses him to, you know, run over there with a knife and stab it while she dodges shocking him and finally popping off his little metal thing in which they reveal he was actually a cyborg the entire time. And a guy and guys again, you can see through half of his brain because it's part robot brain. So if you have robot part, you're a cyborg. Right. We know. It's not like in it's not like in aliens where Bishop is revealed to be an android. That's different. Exactly. This is just like no, we can see that. We can see you are a cyborg, motherfucker. So now, of course, Leprechaun ends up, you know, setting up off a self-detonation on the ship, of course, like they always do. And they try to go to one of the ships that's, you know, an escape pod, basically. Now, of course, Leprechaun, being greedy as he is, wants his gold, so he just puts a force field around the ship so no one can touch it or get into it until he gets his gold. After this point, it transitions back to the professor who finally gets to see him as this ugly, deformed thing. And I swear to God, I, I, I had to replay this. And I swear to God, this is what he says. After he uh, comes back in his body, I hear him say, I can fuck. I missed that. I swear to God, if you have to watch I it heard again, I can walk. Maybe that's what it is. I saw that part. That was actually in the subtitles, I can okay. walk. Okay. Maybe that, that makes more sense now. Because, yeah, I, I thought I heard him say, I can fuck. I'm like, well, I Please guess don't. you could. I mean, if you got a body again, that'd be, that'd be the first thing I would think of, too, probably. But, I know, but he's also hey, part spider and part scorpion. What's he fucking with? What's that dick look like? <laughs> right. Is that a stinger on the end? Yeah. Barb penis. Is it furry like a tarantula too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tickle you. Can you while shave it first? At the same time. You gotta wax that shit man, before you stick it in me, man. Jesus Christ! It's not the stinger that bothers me. It's all that hair. So at this point, you know, Doctor Evil, he because of the DNA mixture in there, he's. Losing his human consciousness, he's trying to actually try to save the crew members in a way, but because, you know, he's being taken over by the spider and scorpion DNA, he's like, flies, flies, I need to eat flies, ah, you know, and just kind of just loses control from there. Um, at this point, we have books, Dr. Reeves going after the leprechaun, who they're in a little cargo uh, storage area where Leprechaun finds his gold that's been shrunken, which, going back to the very beginning, 
Harold has a ray. It's a shrinking ray where he can shrink anything down to a small size. So the leprechaun immediately thinks, what the, what are they doing to my gold? Why is it so small? And then, of course, at this point, there's a shootout, and Books gets hit in the shoulder. Now, I don't know why you would have to do this. He gets shot in the shoulder. There's no fatal wound, but he takes off his body armor, takes off his shirt, and just, I mean, he's just, like, half naked at this point. I was like, okay, is this for TNA now or something or fan service? There was really no point to that entire scene. Well, we got lady titties, so let's get some man titties in there, too. I guess so. It's that, equal that, opportunity. It, 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 yeah, I think it should be fair that way. Yeah. But, to, I mean, the titties thing, at least you got an explanation on that, even though it's stupid. But this dude just gets shot in the shoulder, and the first thing that comes to mind is, I'm going to take off my shirt and my top and everything else. I'm like, Maybe his why? abs can file, fire lasers. Right. We just think. can't see that happen, you know? <laughs> we didn't get we didn't get far enough in the storyline for that to actually happen. Right. So, at this point now, Dr. Reeves is trying to find the leprechaun. She has a rifle, which, dumbly enough, she didn't reload or realize there were any bullets in it. Had a clear shot leprechaun, pulls trigger, makes noise, no bullet comes out. Well, she doesn't believe in guns. She says that earlier, so yeah. I guess she should have believed in guns and learned how to shoot one and also load one. Exactly. And now at this point, she's trying to fight him off. Um, ends up hitting him with the ray gun of Harold's that can also enlarge objects. Good job, Dr. Up, Reeves. Yeah, ends up enlarging the leprechaun. And now he's like the, the first, Megacon. Yeah, he's like Megacon. And the first thing this dude does is like, I'm tall. And then immediately checks his junk. And like he's like, yes. Yes, it's big too. I was like, what in the hell? I was like... Napoleon Complex. Exactly. Dude, he's got a small dick. But in the same token, if I got enlarged by a beam or something, I would check my junk too, no lie. We all would. (laughs) Like, hey, hey, it works on this thing too. I know, I'd be looking at my clip like, look at that thing go. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be so sensitive. It's like a fucking beach ball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, dude. And, you know, he's like wandering around in part of the cargo bay. And one of the things is like, how miniature are the miniatures in that scene to make Warwick Davis look big? Exactly. Dude. So many. So now at this point, they have uh, the detonation still going off and everything. And they're trying to get rid of the leprechaun. So Books finally is able to get with Reeves and say, Reeves actually got away by escaping through an air vent duct and gets into the actual main lab. Books finally cuts a hold of her and takes the princess as well, who has basically been knocked out. And she's like, hey, open the cargo bay doors so we can just suck them out. So they end up doing that. Leprechaun gets sucked out into space and just, like, explodes. And at this point, they're still trying to figure out the freaking detonation thing, which is about to go off in about 10 seconds. Well, they need a password to set off the detonation, and they're trying to figure out, with Dr. Evil's hints, what the password would be. So, in the very beginning, they actually remember what he said, that he was a great and powerful wizard. So they type in wizard, and at, of course, zero seconds... It's like, oh, detonation has been canceled. Now, this was the greatest line ever in the entire series, and I actually laughed at it. 
Detonation has been canceled. Have, Have a nice day. day. Yes. <laughs> Actually, what I really enjoyed when they were trying to put in that password is when they type it in. That it, the font is just the font yeah. is nothing standard. The font looks like a like it looks like they made it on kid pics. Exactly. Oh, it was God. just that bad. Also, when the Megacon got sucked out through the airlock, did you see the tumbleweed that like got yes. sucked out with him? <laughs> Random space tumbleweed. Random oh. space tumbleweed. Yeah. So and of course, you know, they're all happy and yay, we're all safe. And they look out of course, you know, the main window, and they see Leprechaun's body parts all explode everywhere, which <sighs> Leprechaun gets one last little hurrah by having his hand float Just around. Just throw in that middle finger. finger. That's, the, that's the last thing. And, you know, then it's happily ever after for our yeah. space marines. And then the movie just abruptly ends. I'm like, there's really no explanation as to what happens with books and reads, if there's any kind of love, tri- love story thing to go Oh, through. I'm sure there was. And it's like Princess Serena yeah. survives, maybe sticks with it in that, you yeah. know, Six survived yeah. too, which I'm like, yeah, good job, DJ. Yeah, the ending, the ending was a bit disappointing for me, just because number one, they copied Aliens so hard in that movie. There are so many Alien references in there. Y- well, and then yeah. The second fact of it is just they didn't really end it with. It, it's like those goddamn fucking Shyamalan movies where it's open ended, like you just leave the ending, like you, oh, I leave it to the interpretation of the watcher. No, fuck you. I want to know what the hell happened. Well, I think with uh, it seems like with some of the Leprechaun movies, they're meant to just be standalone movies and not have that much of a continuity between each one. And the way that they came up with the script for this one is initially this was supposed to be like a mockbuster for Apollo 13, and then I think somebody ended up making like a poster with like the Leprechaun's face instead, like in the place of Tom Hanks' face. And they decided to just, hey, let's just do this instead. So this actually is a movie that started off as a visual that they wrote around. So it's, you know, it's fine. I mean, um, if I would recommend it, uh, you know, since we do have to wrap up, if I would recommend it, I'd say, yeah, because it's, again, it's a bad movie that's having fun with itself. And I'm fine with those kinds of movies. But would you recommend somebody willingly seeing this? Um, to be honest, out of all the movies I've seen, I've seen some bad ones, like Jack Frost, when we did that review. Oh, my God. I mean, it wasn't with me, but I think it was with Veronica. Young yes, previous Frost. guest, Veronica yeah. Lee. Jack Frost was terrible. Leprechaun 4 actually had some good little one-liners, little puns. It has a serious but funny story to it. It keeps you engaged. Now, the only thing I can say about the movie is it feels like it drags on forever. Like, you literally, it's an hour and 30-minute movie. It feels like it a two-hour movie. Like it's a two- to three-hour movie. I kid you not. I was 12 minutes in it, and I was like, it's only 12 minutes. I thought 30 minutes had gone by. Yeah. you Like, I, I stopped it a couple of times because things got so stupid. I was like, I have to press pause. Yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, nope, I got to type this shit up. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it's not like I have seen worse movies and I had fun with this. So uh, as closing out, if you were a space marine, what would your space marine name be? Hmm, space marine name. Mm-hmm. Black hole. <laughs> hmm. Because I can suck everything. No, I was like, <laughs> that just sounds so dirty and wrong. I'd probably end up being four eyes, but I'd rather go with like Blast Hard Cheese. That'd be my preferred Space Marine name. Blast Hard Cheese? Sure, why not? Uh, But if you had, okay, 
If you had a magical shillelagh, what kind of weapon would your magical shillelagh be? Because we saw the shillelagh turn into a lot of things. See, this is the hard part because I love so many weapons. But if I had to pick one, a scythe. How would that work with a shillelagh? Like, would okay, it just well, extend further and then turn into a scythe at the end? Yeah, no, we'll think of it this way. So or it'd be like a short, like, scythe. If you see the shillelagh, it's kind of like, you know, you have the rod, you yeah. know, the straight rod portion, and then the actual top portion is this little curved, weird, you know, freaking pattern. So what it could do is the pattern itself can extend out, turn into metal, and then you have this, like, gigantic, jagged scythe. Okay, I could see that. Uh, I'd probably go with something like uh, Ivy Valentine's weapon in Soul Calibur. How it's sort of like a, both like a whip and a sword for the most part that would just like extend forward and like turn into a, a sword that you could like whip people in that would still turn rigid and you could use it as a sword if you needed to. But, yeah. So anyway, uh, those were our thoughts on Leprechaun 4 in space! Jeez. And anybody that wants to share their opinions, feel free to do so. We still want to. I got wanna... a question for you, actually. Oh God. Okay. Of all the Marines in that movie, who would you fuck? Uh, probably Dolores, who is Heidi from Tool Time. No, if you had to pick the guy. Oh, if I had to pick a guy, uh, probably Miguel Nunez Jr. Ah, good choice. Good yeah. choice. Good choice. I would say, because DJ, Maximum, yeah, Street Fighter. <laughs> what about you? Of the guys, who would you fuck? The guys? Uh, hmm. Oh, my God. Let's see. It would be probably a tie between books and, um, God, I can't remember his name, his code name anyway. The one who gets scared and ran away and... Danny. Uh, Danny, there you go, Danny. Those are both very pretty boys, so I can understand that. Pretty boys. Okay. I mean, actually, books kind of reminds me of young Sylvester Stallone just a little bit. No, he reminds me of, well, he does Sylvester Stallone, but he also reminds me of um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris from Starship Troopers. If you actually combine his characters together, they actually look like the, oh, no, not, I'm not sorry, not, 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 not Neil Patrick Harris. Um, who's the douchebag in Starship Troopers? The one who not Casper Van Dien, the other guy. Yeah, I don't know his name. I, I know who you're name. talking about, yeah, but I don't I know think, who is yeah, who he is. You compare their faces; they look very much alike. Okay, fair enough. So we'll also add that to the questions for this episode as well. Uh, what kind of shillelagh would you have as a weapon? What would your Space Marine name be? And also, which of the Space Marines in this movie would you fuck? What magical power would you want? It's still, you know, we'll still put that under the under the shillelagh question. Yeah, fair enough. So you can find us uh, on Twitter, of course, and Instagram and Facebook. You just have to search for Sheebie-Jeebies, and it's it's a pretty easy find, you know. I'm the pale bitch that's just talking shit about everybody because that's what I do. It's my <laughs> hobby. I'm good at it. It's a talent. Excuse you can also just send me a standard old email. Thanks for that, Burt, Matt. Uh, at Sheebie-Jeebies at Outlook.com. Uh, and, uh... Until next time, any parting words, Matt? Uh. Leprechauns in space! You heard it first. See you later, guys.